Four-star stud quarterback Jack Tuttle decides to leave the University of Utah. What thoughts might have gone into this decision, and what implications will it play on the Utes moving forward? Utah-USC this weekend at Rice-Eccles Stadium, a big-time Pac-12 South matchup. It's all coming up next on the inaugural episode of Locked on Utes. Welcome into Locked on Utes, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is our first episode, and it's for October the 19th, 2018. I'm Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. I'm Austin Facer, a sports producer at KSLsports.com. And we're your hosts for Locked on Utes. Now you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Basically anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us there. Be sure to leave us a review and give us a five-star rating, you know, if you like the show, obviously. Uh, You can also be a part of the show by calling us at 419-777-UTES. That's 419-777-8837. Be sure to leave us a voicemail to ask your questions, add comments, and really just be heard on the Locked on Utes podcast. Feel free to email us as well at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Now, as far as social media goes, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and make sure all your Ute fans know about Locked on Utes. Now, Austin, before we get going, I want to make sure to give a big shout out to somebody that's going to be a big part of the Locked on Utes podcast, and that's Eric Swain. He is providing us with music to allow us to be able to come out of break and make it sound really really good yeah eric's a good friend um of ours he's a husband the husband not a husband the husband to the lovely melanie chacon swain and uh they're a great couple we know melanie from our days working under david Locke. uh eric's a very talented musician he was able to throw this together for us um we'll definitely supply his uh social media and contact info in case you're interested in uh giving him a bit of money to to do some work for you he's he's awesome we're really grateful to eric for for putting that awesome bumper music together for us all right austin it's underway we are finally doing our first episode of locked on utes first of all how are you feeling about this podcast i feel good about it i mean i think as you saw on our social media we were expecting to start next week but uh jack tuttle kind of threw a monkey wrench into our plans and has changed things up a bit and there's been a little bit of a demand on social media to hear our input on what's going on right now so we're nothing if not men of the people and we're gonna we're gonna supply some some breaking news knowledge for everybody right now so yes it might be a day late but we are as you just mentioned we're going to give our two cents on the jack tuttle stuff and here in the first part of the podcast Austin, I kind of want to talk to you about the decision-making behind this choice from Jack Tuttle, what we feel kind of went into that, and then we'll take a short break, and then after that, I want to kind of dive into what it means for the University of Utah. Sure. I think one thing that is kind of interesting, we want to give credit to Dan Sorensen and Steve Bartle of UteZone.com. They broke this story. Um, Definitely go check out that article if you can. Um... From my understanding, though, the way the story broke was kind of unusual. Um, I know, you know, a lot of you fans probably follow Jack on Instagram and all that. And out of the blue, out of nowhere, all of his posts relating to the University of Utah kind of disappeared overnight. And that seemed a little suspicious to uh, to the boys over there at Ute Zone. 
so they made a few calls and they were able to uh they felt like they had enough sources and enough information to to say definitively that they think jack tuttle the four-star recruit quarterback for the university of utah is going to transfer uh extremely soon it's just crazy to think about, you know, obviously being a freshman, a highly touted freshman at that, coming into a program that already more or less had its starting quarterback in place, who's only a junior, who's he's basically, if he's going to become the starter next year, talking about Tyler Huntley, of course, then he's going to be basically two years set back. When you think about that type of decision, that definitely had to play a role in it. Oh, absolutely. I'm. Sh- it kind of makes you wonder if maybe something was promised to Tuttle that you know things might have changed and uh, that promise was not able to be fulfilled. There could have been a lot of decisions. Um, I think maybe if it were me and I was Jack Tuttle, it might have been a little bit of a you know kind of a setback to be named the third string uh, quarterback. There's obviously not a lot that we know that's going on. Um, we saw Jason Shelley had a tweet that was kind of interesting, where he said, "Hey, listen." You know, quit picking on Jack. Quit, t- quit tweeting at him. You don't understand everything that he's going through. And then he did a hundred symbol. I don't know what that does, but for you. But, um, but no. I mean, there's there could be a lot of things going on. Um, the Utes themselves were ambivalent in a press release that they stated today. There's really just so many things that we don't know. But it it does look like everything's indicating that Jack Tuttle is going to be transferring to another school without having played a single down at the University of Utah. There are many things that we could, you know, kind of stipulate as to the reason why he decided to make this choice. The timing for me is very interesting. Coming off of a game where Utah beat Arizona 42-10, to and you have a very highly touted freshman who had a lot of love coming out of high school who didn't see a single second of a 42-10 to blowout. And I have to wonder if that might have played at least a little bit of a decision into... To, into the timing, I guess I should say, of transferring now or making the uh, announcement to transfer now, um, or if it was just as you mentioned, if it was just that you know people were kind of sniffing around and kind of had that idea in mind that you know maybe something's going on if he's unfollowed or if he's taken everything that is Utah related off of his social media. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think you certainly got a good point. I mean, I there are really are no reps like game reps, and I'm sure that that would have been immensely valuable to get him on the field, especially in a blowout. And I'm sure you know he was, Jack was probably scratching his head, probably going, "Hey, you know, we're up thirty. Why, why am I not, you know, at least seeing some action? Or why, you know, I, I believe Jason Shelley has had some time on the field this season. Uh, you know, I I can understand what what Tuttle's thinking." Um, you know, I think maybe I think we're all kind of a little bit surprised at how well Tyler Huntley has been playing the last couple weeks. I think that makes it a little more clear that it would be a couple years before Tuttle would probably get the starting job. He probably wouldn't get it next year if Huntley plays at this rate. There's just so many things that that could be going on. There's so much we can speculate about what's going on in Jack Tuttle's head. Um, it's just it's really it's really kind of interesting. Well, I mean, to see how that's going to affect the Utes recruiting going forward and you know the the depth that they'll have i think i think there's just a lot this is this is there's a reason that this is we're talking about a third string quarterback being a big it deal you know there there are a lot of things that could happen as a result of this now austin i hate to use this word because i mean it is it's it comes off with kind of with a negative connotation but i do not mean it to be negative uh and i kind of want your opinion on this as well when i first heard this story one of the first things that came to my mind was 
the phrase sense of entitlement. And and again, I don't mean for that to be negative, but I guess the way that I want to say that is, you know, coming out of high school, we know how terrific this kid was. He had the most hype surrounding any type of quarterback coming in, and for good reason. He was far and away the highest rated quarterback in Utah history to come out of high school. And so he, as a player, knows that he was far more skilled, at least in high school, than Tyler Huntley. He knows he was far more skilled, at least in high school, than Jason Shelley. And so he comes into this program thinking, I'm going to step in and I'm going to win the job right away. But, you know, Kyle Whittingham, he had a different a different mindset. He did not give him the job. And that's the thing at the University of Utah. You do not, you are not given a job. You have to earn your playing time. The one thing that you love about Kyle Whittingham's teams uh, is that he has the kind of that hard-nosed, hard-working mentality that you have to earn your position. But uh, Jack Tuttle, I feel, came in with maybe a little bit of self-entitlement that I'm better than these guys and I should be starting, but the coaching staff doesn't see that. Do you agree with me? I think it's entirely possible. I mean, let's just rattle off his accomplishments in high school right now. He earned Elite 11 status, which is, you know, you're talking about guys like Jameis Winston have earned that title. Andrew Luck has been in that kind of conversation. I mean, if you want to, if you, there are so many future Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks that have been elite eleven, and Jack Tuttle is right one, right there being one of them. Uh, he was the San Diego Section Player of the Year at Mission Hills High School. He was the Silver Pigskin Award winner for the top player in San Diego County. And San Diego County's huge. There's a lot of good football players there. I mean, and he was a three-year starter at his high school. He finished with just shy of 7,200 yards passing and 69 touchdowns. The guy came out of high school playing playing some ball. I, I think it's entirely possible that, that, I mean, this is a guy who's probably never, ever been third string anything in his entire life. It's entirely possible that he may have gotten a little discouraged and uh, maybe wanted to find greener pastures, a place where he could play right away. You know, as for where he'll go and if he'll if that'll happen, you know, that remains to be seen. But I I think you totally have a valid point. I, I think they're it's not an it's not negative. I mean, if I if I was that good at anything and then suddenly you know I was being told that I wasn't, not that he was told that he wasn't, but I wasn't being treated like I was. You know, it would be it would be hard for me to stay. Austin, you do make a, a kind of bring up another point before we, you know, pause for just a moment. I uh, I did want to mention as well for Jack Tuttle is there's nothing negative about this transfer. As far as anybody looking bad, in a way, I guess you can say it's the University of Utah because they lost a four-star athlete, a four-star quarterback at that. But you look at kind of the different angles and you can understand both sides. And that's where I find it hard to use the word self-entitlement because I don't feel that that should be taken negatively because frankly, if you are that good, you should be playing, right? But Tyler Huntley has earned the position and he's only a junior. So frankly, if you're looking ahead, if you're looking into the crystal ball, Jack Tuttle's not playing. And if he red shirts, he'll start his sophomore year if he's able to get over Jason Shelley. So, you know, even still, and I just, 
I don't believe that we need to look at this negatively. I mean, yes, for Utah fans, it's really too bad. I saw a lot of really negative comments on social media uh, today, last night especially, or check that on Wednesday night when the news broke. Uh, A lot of negativity surrounding this when, frankly, the kid just wants to play football and he doesn't have to be here. He chose the University of Utah and the coaching staff chose to not start him and to make him the third string quarterback. So, you know, just a lot of things that I look at that and I just don't feel that you know, we as media or we as fans need to throw shade at this kid for making a decision for himself to hopefully have success no matter where he goes. I agree. If you're on, if you're giving Tuttle any type of crap on Twitter, you are a loser. That's what I say. I love that. But I do want to pause and just talk to you really quickly about Vivid Seats. Now, all of us love a night out. I love a night out with my wife and, you know, whether it's seeing your favorite band in person or being there to cheer on your team, no matter what type of sport it might be with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. And to make things even easier, Vivid Seats is giving listeners, check this out, Austin, this is awesome, giving our listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of 200 or more to save even more money when you uh, purchase tickets through Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games, the hottest theater, and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make memories last. Make memories that last a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you to get to your favorite live event. We'll take a short break and when we return we'll talk about the impact that this Jack Tuttle transfer will have on Utah in the future. This is the Locked On Utes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the Locked On Utes podcast. Austin Facer, I'm Tyson Ewing and we just have really talked a lot about this Jack Tuttle transfer and Austin I want to continue talking about that because I just feel that losing somebody like Jack Tuttle is going to have monumental effects on a Utah team or I guess I should say the question mark should be will this have a monumental effect on the Utah Utes future to pull large prospects like this so that's where I want to start so I'll ask you that question Austin Do you feel that losing a transfer like Jack Tuttle will play a large part in how Utah will recruit in the future? I think it's entirely possible, and I think we'll find out the the real answer to that question incredibly soon. Ute Zone is also reporting that Jaden Daniels, the nation's number two ranked dual threat quarterback, is going to be at uh, this weekend's game between Utah and USC. There's another prized uh, asset right there that Utah is trying to recruit. I mean, ultimately, we'll see. We'll see how he feels. You know, if he doesn't choose Utah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to say that there's a relationship between Daniel's decision and the Tuttle Tuttle decision. Uh, I think that's entirely possible that that 
connection will be drawn. But in the end, I think Utah is pretty smart. I think if they really wanted Tuttle, they would. There are a lot of strings that they could pull to keep him. If they feel like they can, they can replace him. Then they'll let him go. And I, I think I think that's what we're ultimately seeing is I think that they think they have shots at future quarterbacks of that caliber. Now, Austin, to build on what you were just talking about, about that same exact player, Jaden Daniels, when I heard this news break, I thought about even Jack Tuttle looking at Troy Taylor's offense. We've seen that Tyler Huntley has been running the ball extremely effectively. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Jason Shelley, the backup quarterback, number two on Troy Taylor's offense, a dual-threat quarterback. Jack Tuttle, he can run the ball, but his strength is in his arm. And Jack Tuttle's style of play may not fit the mold of what Troy Taylor has instilled here at the University of Utah. Now, going into Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, you just mentioned this. He's the number two ranked dual threat quarterback in the nation. So clearly he's mobile with the football. Like a Tyler Huntley, like a Jason Shelley. This Jaden Daniels, he's getting very highly recruited by Utah. And I even heard today Steve Bartle kind of gave his percentage, roughly about an 80% chance that Jaden Daniels signs with Utah. Go to the website, you can see that kind of the national lead guy, Greg Biggins, on 247sports.com, uh, gives UCLA the edge at 62% to sign Jaden Daniels. But you know what? He has his meeting with Utah this weekend with USC, and I'm starting to wonder if Utah can put together a good performance as well and kind of show this Jaden Daniels a good time here at the University of Utah, if that's going to persuade him to come to Utah. Because if he does go to UCLA, there's a stud freshman quarterback at UCLA who is the same type of quarterback who is, has just said it, a freshman. A lot to look into as far as this Jaden Daniels news that is more or less breaking today, and he's kind of come into the spotlight, a four-star quarterback. He's from San Bernardino, California, from Cajun High School. He's a 6'3", 174-pound dual-threat quarterback, and he's all of a sudden just been thrust into the Utah spotlight. Yeah, I wonder if he has any idea how many times he's going to be mentioned in Salt Lake City this week. Uh, That guy is probably the hottest commodity outside of the Utah Jazz players that we have here in town. Uh, I mean, all eyes are going to be on him, seeing what he does. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to, I'm sure people are going to point him out on the sidelines of the game this weekend. Um, if there is any media availability with him, which I doubt. No, no, there won't be. But uh, how many followers do you think he gained on social media this week? Oh, hundreds. I'm, hundreds of weirdos from the Beehive State. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, that was really... I. I just looking into the crystal ball for University of Utah, obviously Kyle Whittingham bringing a strong defense each and every single year, and Troy Taylor now starting to click with this Utah offense. And one thing I've been really impressed with, and I'm getting a little bit off topic, but you know, not really, uh, but is the is really the play of the offensive line um, and what they've been able to do to get Zach Moss a lot of space and a lot of holes to be able to break through in that, uh, as, as, I mean, obviously that Arizona win, Arizona's defense is not elite in the slightest, uh, but, you know, really just 
the future of Utah is extremely bright, and I think it's still bright with or without Jack Tuttle. Completely agree. Tyson, real quick, I want to tell you about Sling TV. Sling TV is awesome. This is going to be a big game this week uh, between Utah and USC, and you don't even you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch this game if you're a Utah fan. I mean, for me myself, I'm 26. This is sad to admit. I'm moving out of my house next week, out of my parents' place. I'm going to have to get my own way to watch sports. I'm really considering Sling TV. I think that's what I'm going to go with because I don't want to pay for 20 channels that I never watch when I just want to see the game, man. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Here, here's the dealio. For 30, 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, and way more. You can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There's no useless contra- contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. And I got a special offer for you, Tyson. Listen to this. Sign up for Sling TV. Get seven days free on a trial, okay? That's an exclusive deal for Lockdown listeners. They can get their seven-day free trial by going to slingtv.com slash lockdown. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash lockdown. Tyson, let's take a quick break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk Utah-USC Saturday night. It's going to be a huge game with huge Pac-12 South implications. You're going to get the lowdown from us. Let's let's get right into it after this break. This is Locked on Utes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. back for break we're happy to have you uh, our listeners back for the third and final segment of today's inaugural episode of locked on Utes. we're going to talk about the game coming up on saturday between utah and usc a lot of people are saying this is might be one of the biggest pac-12 south games of kyle whittingham's tenure there um, he was a little bit standoffish when asked that uh, at his weekly press conference he said a lot of things in his weekly press conference that were pretty interesting about this game tyson what can you tell us about what what Coach Whittingham is saying before going into this game. He was asked specifically about the defensive side of the football because USC is just so talented in so many different positions. Uh, what he thinks USC is going to do as far as attacking, whether it's going to be through the air, whether it's going to be through the ground, he said, and I quote, the key to the game will be to keep the wide receivers in check. They have several receivers that are great playmakers, and when the ball's downfield, they do a great job of making plays under coverage. So to me, for our defense, the biggest factor in the game will be whether we can make those plays in the back end. That will be a great challenge for our secondary, but we will be good about our secondary, end quote. So that's Coach Whittingham specifically talking about the secondary, and this is one of the strengths that Utah has. In my opinion, Probably Washington would be better, but they're right behind them. Utah secondary has the second best secondary in the entire Pac-12 conference. Yeah, totally. Uh, statistically, there's a stat that Kyle likes to look at and uh, he feels confident about. Uh, they're ranked, the Utes right now are ranked number one in the conference in pass, pass efficiency defense. Say that three times fast, which uh, he considers the barometer of uh, how they're doing against the pass. Um, so according to the way, you know, he likes to look at stats and the way he, you know, feels he, the, the Utes measure up against the conference, he's incredibly confident. He thinks that the Utes can hang in there with the Trojans. And as you said, that's really going to be a key to the game on Saturday. 
Well, and their defense has been terrific for years. As long as I can remember, this has been a very tough-nosed defense. And watching that game against Arizona last week, you saw it in prime action. Yes, it is Arizona. Yes, Arizona really is not that good. And yes, their starting quarterback was hurt and didn't even play, I believe, the last three quarters of that football game. But regardless, the Utes' pressure defensively is just phenomenal. And it starts up front. Moving into that secondary, Utah's always, I feel Utah's always had a good push up front, but this year they kind of have the athletes that really allow, you know, the linebackers and the, and the, uh, and the linemen to attack as tough as they can. They don't have to worry that a big play is going to happen because they have such a great backfield. And against a team like USC, that defensive backfield's going to have to come up huge. And I look very forward to what we're going to see defensively from this Utah team coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, If I had to make a guess, I guess you could call it our game ball predictions, uh, I would probably say Julian Blackman's in position to make a lot of plays on Saturday. I think he's going to pick off J.D. Daniels a few times, uh, if not once, maybe twice. Uh, He's going to have the opportunity to really make a lot of good plays on these uh, receivers and really show what he's made of and strengthen his uh, NFL... Uh, resume as well. You know, I completely agree with that. Julian Blackman has been spectacular all year. There was a couple of penalties against him last week against Arizona, but still overall, he's one of the best uh, one of the best defensive backfield players in the entire conference. Uh, and and I, and I think his stock for the NFL could continue to rise as we go through at the rest of this season. I'm actually going to circle it back a little bit. I'm going to go with the defensive lineman. I think Max Tapai has been absolutely spectacular over the last couple of games, and I think it's just going to continue. He's kind of the guy that's forgotten about on that defensive line, but he's really come on strong as of late. Had a season-high nine tackles against Arizona. He also came up with a sack in that game as well, but he's just been terrific at pressuring that football. You go back to that Stanford game, and I feel he had the play of the game defensively for Utah. I don't know if you remember going back that far. Stanford, they were threatening, and they had cut the lead down. I believe it was only a nine-point lead, and Stanford was coming back. It was third down, I believe seven. Max Tapai came from behind the quarterback and took him down and ended the drive, got them out of field goal range, and forced Stanford to have to punt that. And ever since then, I've just felt Max Tapai uh, is playing such a crucial role on this Utah defense. For those not so Super familiar with Max Tapai. He's a 6'1 sophomore. He's a local kid. Attended Murray High School. He's from Taylorsville. I feel the game ball defensively for Utah could definitely go to Max Tapai. Now, Austin, I want to switch it just a little bit. I want to talk briefly about the offense as well in this game. Uh, one thing to note for USC, their big stud linebacker, Porter Gustin, it was announced earlier this week that he is done for the year with an ankle injury. How much of an effect do you feel his injury will have on USC defensively and in turn how Utah is going to use dare I say that disadvantage for USC to their advantage. I think that's fair to say I think definitely injuries can play a part in any team's game planning and I expect the Utes were are going to game plan the best way to take advantage of that disadvantageous situation that USC has. I think the player that I would watch out for especially on offense is Zach Moss. I think without Gustin's leadership in the uh, in the 
in the linebacking core. I think Moss is going to have the opportunity, if he can break through the holes in the in the trenches, to really gain extra yardage without Gustin's leadership and without him being there to hold up uh, you know, the linebacking core for USC. So I would look for Zach Moss to have a big game. I think time of possession is also going to be key for Utah in this game. So the more they can grind it out, uh, keep the clock running, you know, give their defense some time to rest because they're going to be running all over chasing chasing those USC receivers around. So I, I my prediction is that Zach Moss is going to be really uh, is I don't want to say happy that Gustin's not going to be there, but I think he's uh, probably a little excited about the possibility of uh, playing against a maligned uh, USC defense. It's going to be a fun one, no doubt about that. Kickoff is set for 6 o'clock p.m. at Rice Echo Stadium. Austin, you'll be there. I will be there, and you'll be there. I will be there as well, and I'm actually extremely excited about that. Before we end our first podcast, our inaugural podcast here on Locked on Utes, I want to give not necessarily a game ball offensively because I, I – I do believe the improved play of of, uh, of Tyler Huntley will continue, but maybe, again, not necessarily a uh, a game ball, but maybe the person that might be underappreciated a little bit. That receiving core has come on strong as of late. You're not seeing nearly as many drops. You are seeing effective throws made by Tyler Huntley and the receivers coming through, making those catches and making big plays. Now, Austin, obviously we can talk about how effective Britton Covey has been throughout this season, but somebody who I feel is a little under the radar and who could have a big night and who could kind of be that dark horse for Utah offensively is Samson Nakua, the sophomore from Provo, went to Tintview High School, had that big touchdown, the very first touchdown, if I recall, against Arizona, where he was uh, he was interfered with on the play, still made the tough catch, came down in the end zone. He could kind of be that dark horse for Utah, maybe not necessarily the game ball, but be the one that makes game-changing plays for Utah this weekend. And I feel that Utah will get this victory at home. I do believe it's going to be a tight one. I believe the final score, in my opinion, will be Utah 34, USC 31. And for the third straight time, Utah will get a narrow victory over USC at uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium. I'll echo what you say. Let's make it official. The Locked On Utes official game prediction, Utes by three, 34-31. All right, Austin, this has been an absolute privilege and joy for me. I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with you for a while. For the foreseeable future, yeah. (laughs) This is the Locked on Utes podcast. Again, make sure to give us a follow on our social media accounts on Twitter and on Facebook. Remember, you can be a part of the show by calling 419-777-UTES, 419-777-8837. Send us a voicemail. Be heard. Ask your questions. Add your own comments. You can also email us at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. And remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and let your friends know about Locked on Utes. Awesome. This has been so awesome, and I look forward to the many, many episodes with you. Absolutely. I'm incredibly thrilled. Uh, I'm warm inside. Um, My heart is fluttering. 
every positive emotion you could be feeling is what I'm experiencing right now. (laughs) The Locked On Utes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, 6 o'clock at Rice-Eccles Stadium, it's USC and Utah for the homecoming game. Should be an absolute terrific football game. Our final prediction, a three-point victory, and for the third time in a row, Utah gets the win over USC in a very narrow, hard-fought game. This has been Locked on Utes for October 19th, 2018. As always, go Utes!